It's time to rock and roll! What's Warrior Nun? Some Netflix show. Okay. No one has any mixed feelings about Netflix right now. <laughs> yeah. Some of these Netflix shows you would never have known they existed <laughs> until yeah. they get canceled. But then then you see them and you're like, hey, this is pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Well, that's a sad and thing. Then, then it goes away forever and you're like, oh. They, mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. If they just oh. mark, yeah, if they just marketed it. You know what will never go away, Gene? Hmm. Our spicy hot takes on this episode recap of 2022. Hello, I'm your host, Teo Crespo. That's Gina Versa. Hello, I'm Gina Versa. That is correct. Yeah. It's a big year. Big year for movies. Big Mm -hmm. year for us. Going to be an even bigger 2023. Uh, Will the movies be as good? I don't know. Only Mm -hmm. because last year was a really fucking good year for movies. At least in my opinion. I think people Mm -hmm. have opinions, but... I think many would agree it was it was a really strong year like across the board um yeah maybe the blockbuster stuff is like getting worse but like that's that's only like a small output of movies across the world you know like it everything i saw for the most part like i i really liked mm-hmm. well that's not true but like like 80 percent of what i saw i really <laughs> liked or just flat out loved um what about you gene how do you feel about the movies in general from last yeah. year well, you know, I was like, I was looking on my list. I'm like, I, I feel like I saw 20% less than I usually do on movies. And I don't know if that says anything about the quality of movies that were put out or whatever, or just, or me, but the ones that I did see and that were my favorites mm-hmm. were probably some of my favorites of uh, my entire movie going experience. So think it evens out but yeah the ones that i i did see i just i really enjoyed yeah we're, I mean, we're gonna talk about them today we're gonna talk about our top 10 uh a late catch-up session for 2022 um my voice is a little raspy i'm, I'm not, not covid again thankfully mm-hmm. just uh thankfully. so just just um forgive me for that everyone but uh we're gonna talk about other stuff we really like from this year too uh some tv show recommendations Maybe some video game stuff. I don't know. We didn't talk about hyping up video games or anything like that. But if you played anything, Gene, that you really recommend mm-hmm. that came out last year, uh, go oh. go ahead and I do that while I uh, while I pull up the rest of my list. Uh, yeah, sure. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna promote or not promote. I'm gonna like uh, sing praises for the game The Quarry. It's from Supermassive Games. Have you heard of it? You told me about it. Yeah, I told you. And then it. I forgot about it. Um, but you like you're aware of it, right? I know the title. Okay. Well, it's um it's like a choose your own adventure sort of game. So kind of like Telltale. Mhm. And you're a little familiar with that, right? Telltale. I am. I am. Okay. With cool. Telltale. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's like that, but it's um it's like a choose your own adventure for like a horror film. And so you're basically making your own horror film as you're making choices in this game. And it has a like a pretty stacked cast. Brenda Song is in it. Um Ted Raimi there's an antagonist in the game. Um, damn, who else is in this? But um, yeah, it's just, it's really fun. It's just, it, it feels like a really fun slasher movie. I won't spoil anything, but you're in this uh, little, um, you're in this like little like camp called Hatchet's Quarry and just mysterious things start happening. 
There might be some sort of uh, supernatural creature that's stalking you. And then there's also hillbillies. So it's like a checklist of all the tropes in slashers, but it kind of does its own interesting thing. Um, if anyone ever played the game Until Dawn, it's from the same people. Um, same sort of same sort of game. Until Dawn is one of my favorite games. So yeah, I have to I have to really plug that one. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just really fun. I'm still doing another playthrough right now, but I would I would really recommend it. Okay, I'll have to check that out. That sounds like something I'd actually really like. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you and I are big horror fans. I'm definitely getting more into horror on mm -hmm. on the other side of our uh, non podcast life. So <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that 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 sounds like my jam. Uh, and of course, that's Ted Raimi. We got to start hyping up the next Evil Dead, which the trailer. Oh, yeah. We don't usually talk like trailer reaction stuff <laughs> right. like that, but I right. think we both went pretty nuts for that trailer. That movie looks really fucking good. It looks very fun. It looks. We'll very be fun. we'll be talking about that on the podcast. So of course, eventually. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that looks really fucking good uh so um i didn't play any new games this year i did start playing games again though and okay. i started i started playing halo infinite um i'm basically mm. ready to start twitch streaming okay uh so i tell all the people out there who were like hey diego said he was going to finish the thing video game mm -hmm. yes i will i will well it's a bad game but okay, uh, I it's it's I will play it again, and then I will also finally play Resident Evil Eight because I really like that that seventh one. So I'm yeah. Gonna... I know you weren't crazy about it. Um, which is no, fine. I, I just it's I fine. didn't like opinions are fine. I I don't know something about I was playing the demo for it, and I just I got I I couldn't get into it. I got frustrated. I was trying to figure some like some puzzle out, and mm -hmm. I just couldn't figure it out. Mm. Um, but maybe I'll play it for the tall lady, lady. Dishima, I think your name da, is. It, it's a little longer than that. It's yeah. like dumb with something Esku. Yeah. Like it's it's. European. She's great. I don't know. She's great. No one knows how to pronounce European names, so it's fine. Yeah. You don't need to. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. You started. You, you finally played Miles Morales, right? Right. Oh yeah, but I I did that. Uh, did I do that last year or the year before? I don't remember. Oh, okay. But um, that's that's a, yeah, that's a great. No, no, I played that one. Uh, with my cousin. Okay. I, I I ran through those both with my cousin. Uh, yeah. Fantastic games. Mm -hmm. um, I cannot wait. Yeah, on PC now. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I'll maybe I'll Twitch stream some of those. Um, cannot wait for uh, Spider Man two, two from him. Two. I think it's, yeah, I think it's just going to be yeah. called Spider Man two. Yeah, um, should have been like Spider Man. I suppose that'd be cool. Spider Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm so curious about what they're going to do there. But that that's a whole other uh, podcast. I'm very excited about that. But yeah, start playing Halo Infinite multiplayer uh it's if it ain't broke they don't gotta fix it the multiplayer still kills i don't mm -hmm. care about the halo story anymore no one yeah. does that's I, fine i don't even know what it is I, yeah whatever you know like it, they're just gonna milk that shit forever um mm -hmm. as long as the multiplayer holds up like whatever it, it, it's fun it, it's what yeah. it is uh other stuff we really like tv show wise uh we're not gonna run down another top 10 or anything like that but no. everyone knows i started the chucky show i loved it um renew it for season three already it's the biggest hit sci-fi's ever had what the fuck are you people doing mm -hmm. um get me in that writer's room because holy shit that would be so much fucking fun to write uh but it's it, it's a blast it's a fucking mm -hmm. blast if you like that franchise uh and if you don't what's wrong with you uh what, what else did we watch gene like tv wise house of the dragon which i still need to finish yes. i really liked and i'm yeah. really shocked at the quality of that one frankly a little bit me too yeah, I did like House of the Dragon. That was uh, fun watching that each week. Very fun, yeah, I, 
I ended up uh, binging it. Yeah, <laughs> I did not. I did not do the week to week thing. Mm, no. Um, the fuck? There, there was good stuff. There was other shows. I, I could list some stuff. And I want yeah, to... yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, and then we'll do our top ten. Uh, after, after uh, people kept telling me to watch it, and I watched like uh, I was into it, and then like just life stuff was happening. But I eventually binged Andor, which I loved. Oh yeah, um, of course, Andor. Yeah. How did I forget Andor? No, it's the best. Right. Andor is great. Yeah, it's like um, I wish every Star Wars show was like this, and I don't want to throw any tea, but like to elaborate a little bit, just if it's built like a show, it's not an extended movie. Um, you know, it feels like there's uh, just char- more character development, right? Just mm. certain, yeah, just certain threads. It just, it just feels like a show where. And I'm not sure if this is just Disney Plus or whatever. Not to say some of these shows are bad, but they don't feel like a TV show. I don't they think don't... that's throwing tea at all. I think you're absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. Like when people say, like, I don't want like a, an an eight hour movie. I right. want to watch TV. Like, mm-hmm. that's, there's nothing wrong with that. What what can television do that movies don't? It's that what everyone likes about TV is they get to spend more time with the characters. The creative side of it, which you and I have talked about many times, is that sometimes I feel like the visual language of it is a little sacrifice sometimes and that's there's a whole myriad of reasons why that's the case with television it's not because people are not talented it's because of schedules and stuff like that and money but with tv you get to spend more time with the characters you can have one-off episodes i know people are like oh filler whatever it's like no we should be encouraging that i want to see these people on a day out where nothing happens (laughs) you know and or not that type of show i'm just using it as an example of like what television can do that movies can't because mm-hmm. like every three episodes of Andor with like some exceptions mm-hmm. builds up an arc set up and payoff. And every three episodes, everyone was fucking losing their shit because it was built up and paid off in such a spectacular way. And it was like, how does this keep getting better? And mm-hmm. then it never stopped getting better. You know, exactly. Like, that's the benefit of television. Like, yeah, do that. Yeah. You don't have to make it like movies. Movies are movies. You're not going to beat them because yeah. you're not a movie. Or just just make a movie. <laughs> or just make a fucking movie. Make a, you know? make a direct to to streaming service movie. Like I guess Armor Wars. They ended up like, oh yeah, this probably should be a movie. There isn't. Yeah, I think yeah. I think they learned their lesson from certain things that people not, yeah. don't need to hear me complain about anymore sure yeah but like it's, it's but, just yeah. i think it's just we all we all see it too like at first it was exciting that it was like oh tv can be like a mini series and it's like mm-hmm. well mini series always existed but whatever you know of course uh you know you're doing it with like established characters that people think they like and stuff like that and and then you're like oh there's really like nothing here yes go check out our christmas episode for <laughs> stuff specifically i'm referring yeah. to yeah yeah definitely uh, um yeah. but yeah andor is just i just i love like just the acting the nuance in it um i love uh there's moments that'll stick out in my brain like i love uh damn it i forgot her name his mom so something andor marva marva thank you from harry potter yeah she's, she's the aunt in harry potter i just i blanked on her name but i just no no, no. yeah yeah I just love her a little eulogy speech and she's saying uh like fight the empire she's giving like she causes a uh, riot basically and on her funeral someone throws her a- her ashes which are in a brick mm-hmm. on an imperial well no they like hit an imperial they, they hit with her ashes <laughs> that's great yeah, love, uh, yeah. It's a, that's a great show and i think there's a lot of conversations about like progressive ideologies and leftist ideologies and 
mm-hmm. film and television right now. And it's like, how much can you really get away with? Like, is it if it's still part of a system, can you still be representing these ideals and have them be like authentic and well-meaning? And it's like more knowledgeable academic people will have those conversations just from a viewer's perspective. Like the fact that that exists under this umbrella of a brand yeah. that yeah. has kind of strayed away from political discussions in, in recent years mm-hmm. with, with exceptions. There's always discussions, but it's like with exceptions, if, I think people viewed Star Wars as like a fantasy adventure series and then nothing else. And that's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. But the, the heart of its DNA is, is in, you know, leftist ideologies from a, a wildly leftist filmmaker from yeah. the, the 60s and 70s. Yeah, I mean, so, they're 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 about the Vietnam War, too. Yeah, it's about the Vietnam War. It's about the rise of Nixon and Bush by the prequels, mm-hmm. which is just fucking those movies. The fact that those movies came out during the Iraq Which, War, yeah. like it yeah. is after 9-11, it's fucking wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, Do you think uh, George Bush liked them? Uh, I'm sure he did. No, I'm sure he did. He's like, I love Star Wars, man. He doesn't fucking know. He doesn't know what fucking planet he's I on just, half the time, uh, dude. Yeah, I just think of the Garfield meme when it's like, "Gee, I wonder who that's about." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, like no, exactly. Yeah, fuck George Bush, mm-hmm. the war criminal. Um, yeah. So it it was really creatively invigorating, invigorating. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's it was great to see that. Uh, shout out to Tony Gilroy. What a what a fucking yeah, legend. What a great writer. Yeah, what a great writer. He did not let me down. No, because um, I think people knew I was getting pretty excited about that after yeah. revisiting Michael Clayton. <laughs> so, uh, which is which it. is one of the greatest movies ever written and directed. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, great, great fucking show. Cannot believe I almost forgot to mention that. All right, it's all right. Any other TV shows we've been watching? I, I'll throw out. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Cyberpunk. Edge Runners. It's on Netflix. It's a nice animated show um better than the game certainly even though they're different mediums but that game i i I heard it 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 improved much like uh fallout 76 which i also Ah. heard improved eventually like they because i mean it's it's no secret it's not shit talking it's like those games were not ready for release basically yeah and then now they've like patched them and updated them and stuff like that. And it's like, Two, I don't encourage that, but it's no. like, hey, if it's good now, it's good now. Whatever. Two, I'm not interested them. in playing them. No. I have heard that show is very good, though. Yeah. Two years later. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed that show. It's uh, <laughs> animation is really interesting. Um, the characters are just really weird. Uh, you know, voice acting is pretty, pretty great. So it's just, um, yeah, I'd really recommend that. Um and just to like throw something out there that I enjoyed. Yeah, uh, another Netflix animated series. Netflix killing it with the animation. Really is. Um, don't don't cut any more of that stuff. Uh, I started Arcane finally. Mm-hmm. Remarkable animation, mm-hmm. just outstanding. The like this this I don't know what it is. I I, I don't know the animation vocabulary. So I, maybe I'm fucking this up. But I think it's no, like. Sorry cell shading or something like that i don't know i believe um yeah i uh, i don't know what the what the, what it is but it, it it's visually just stunning fantastic it's it's um it's it's like a league of legends prequel mm-hmm. spin-off thing yep. i don't i played yeah, league of legends yeah. for like a week and everyone was like <laughs> using slurs and stuff like that uh, and like it was one of those ones where like oh sorry i'm trying to learn and they're like oh this yeah. fucking noob and then a bunch of other words and i was like i don't need this i don't care uh, anymore yeah. Um, but so like I was annoyed immediately, 
Sorry, I'm bad at games. Um, but th- this, I I don't know any of the fucking backstory between characters. So, like, the show was like, uh, I haven't finished it yet. I'm only three episodes in, but this is how mm-hmm. much I liked it that I feel the need to bring it up. Um, it's it's fantastic. It's it like I I want to like uh, spend ten seasons just exploring corners of this weird steampunk fantasy magic science city mm-hmm. world. Yeah, where there's like class warfare and shit mm-hmm. um yeah it, it's it's so it's a really great year for animation which we'll talk about now that we're going to move into our top 10 yeah i was going to add started finally i finally binished succession yes yeah. yes comes back in like three to six months we don't know yet Excited. Cool. yeah uh best show on tv it is. that's yeah. everything i just mentioned about how good it was it, it's, it's not as good as succession but that's you know that's yeah the fucking Sistine Chapel of mm-hmm. modern like prestige television. So cousin Greg, cousin Get Greg, he's he's gonna end up the, within the series like either dead in a ditch or running his own country. Both are believable <laughs> outcomes. I know, yeah, it's absurd. <laughs> um, yeah, let, let's let's do our top tens, and um, these are movies plenty of people have talked about. I'm sure at least most of them. So let's do ten, nine, eight, and then I'll go. 1098 and then you go 765 and then I'll go 765 and then 432 and then we'll both spend a moment talking about our number 1 which I believe is pretty similar frankly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh you go ahead 1098. All right, I got my uh 10 spot to The Fablemans. Oh, really okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I saw that at the Toronto International Film Festival. So I got to see it with uh like a, an audience in another country. And it was like a packed theater. It was like called, I think it's, my Canadian friends will connect me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's called the Royal Prince Charles Theater, which is really nice. I guess if you're ever in Toronto, check that out. But yeah, it just played like gangbusters there. Um, It's such a personal film from Steven Spielberg. Um, I think it's one of his best, um, I would say. Um, And it's just, yeah, it's just really personal. Uh, just the way it's lit, um, the music, um, a lot of the acting too. Paul Dano, like always, is great. Um, and the kid that they have um, playing, well, he's Sammy Fableman, but allegory for, for analogy for Steven Spielberg. Um, just really, like, if you've seen like photos of Spielberg as a kid, just really resembles him. I would say his mannerisms too. And just, yeah, he really nails the role. And it's just, it makes you feel really connected to these characters as they make this journey um two two and a half hours and all the casting is just great um seth rogan i think he's a great dramatic actor people don't talk about that enough because uh he's good in this one and another dramatic movie he's good in. i'm not sure if you care for this one but i think he's great was in the steve jobs movie yeah that's a bad movie but he's great in it he's really good as if I could isolate that, just that one scene. Um, he's really great as uh, Steve Wozniak. And I would like Seth Rogen to be in more dramatic stuff. But yeah, and, um, yeah. so that would be my number 10 spot. Um, and I was telling you this joke, but David Lynch as John Ford is the best cameo I've seen ever. Yeah, I, I, I feel weird about bringing it up because I want that to be a surprise. Because like, mm-hmm. unfortunately, only like, movie nerds are going to check out the Fablemans, yeah, you know? Sadly. Um, 
uh, or like I, if it gets like a prestige run for the Oscars or something like that, I think I'm going to watch yeah. it finally. And I, it deserves it, frankly. I'm not going to say where it is on my list yet. Okay. Um, but it it's uh, it, it should be seen by more people. But yeah, I kind of wanted to hold off on that, and then I saw people oh. sharing clips all over the internet, and I was like, fuck, like because it's I not out it. in some countries yet. You know, like, yeah. I was like, fuck. I would, I would love to make one surprised. of the, yeah one of those like YouTube spoilers where it's like you know how they do the audience react to like something in a Marvel movie. Oh yeah, it's like that to David Lynch. To David Lynch, and people are just like cheering and stuff. It's like Cap picks up Thor's hammer. It's like John Ford appears or something. <laughs> but yeah, he's great. He's great. Um, exactly like the story. I guess uh, move on to number nine. Top Gun Maverick. Love it. Selling in IMAX. Um, solid standard plays better in IMAX. Love it. Just seeing that in a theater on the big screen was a good experience. Cherish it from this year. Um, you know, people just really responded well to it. Um, like general audience, they're like, just love that movie. Talk to just random people, and they're just like, oh, I love that Top Gun Maverick. But it, it really warrants it because it's like. It's crazy to think about that this movie was filmed in 2018. The trailer came out in 2019 because I remember it was a Comic-Con that they released it. Delayed, of course, from the pandemic, understandably. Moved to 2021, moved again to this, to last year. And then it finally comes out and it's like, it's like if if none of that happened and it's just, it's just a well-made movie, doesn't matter what year, whatever. Tom Cruise is a crazy person. I'm not even like joking. Um, he just the way he does stunts, the way like they pushed, um, like the production of this movie pushed in the sense like they're filming real jets, right? Mm-hmm. They're actually like in the cockpit doing these scenes, um, and yeah, it's just in terms of like a legacy sequel, like it really feels like it warrants like okay that this should exist. And it's just it's just a nice little movie. It's just just centered on Maverick and uh, uh, Goose's son, Rooster, and just their like dynamic is just so interesting to see. So, yeah, you're just you're agreeing too, yeah. No, it's just good. I I don't. It's not on my top ten. Okay, but you're just. I, I'll tell you right now what um you're you're saying like how it was it was on a shelf for two years. It did not leave like a hard drive somewhere for two years. Yeah. Uh, which was two years after filming, you know, mm-hmm. and then a year of post-production then ready to go. And oh, no, you can't release it anymore. Um, I think the the beauty of that movie is that Joseph, Joseph Kaczynski is a yeah. remarkably talented director and a visual stylist. Mm-hmm. And the movie structure, like the movie plays well because it's very simple and that's not bad. No. Like some, some movies thrive off simplicity because that's where you bring like, the epic spectacle mm-hmm. or like epic like character um i would not say this movie is filled with epic character i think no. tom cruise is an epic man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but it's yeah it plays well because it's like people miss simplicity in blockbusters yeah. it's an epic event it's got a beginning you, you yeah. establish a team you prepare for yeah. the mission in act two in the middle yeah. and then you pay it off with the end the climax yeah. and it's like all right people were very fulfilled by that yeah. More movies should just do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
they don't tell you who the uh <laughs> who the country is that they're going into but yeah well because then it would be become a political movie and you can't have that with a movie about the air force air force yeah yeah it's another um, conversation. That's another conversation. But yeah, like I don't think it I I, I like that movie. Yeah. It's, it's not a top ten for me. Yeah. No, it's all good. And number eight is Barbarian, which really enjoyed from that first time director. No. Uh, Sorry, really quick. Oh, he's not, he's a, not first a first time, time director. Oh, okay. Correct you. Do you know what his first movie is? Oh, uh, I think I know. Mm-hmm. It's Miss March. Yep. Oh no. Well, I don't remember that outside of Nobody does. School. Sorry, but go ahead. I just, I yeah. think it's so funny. It's like he makes no, it this is. one film, which mm-hmm. no one likes, and then he comes out with this, and it's like, oh, yeah, this dude's got it. And I agree, he does got it, but please continue. Yeah, Barbarian is great. It's it's a very unique horror film. It's very interesting. Um, the fact that every, almost it feels like every 30 minutes, it turns into another movie, or it just like swings right instead of swinging left just really takes you off guard and it's it doesn't feel like those uh, decisions are not thought about but um they're thought they're really articulated because each time it turns it explains something in the film and yeah it's so it's so darn interesting the monster of the movie which is like we'll go into a little spoilers yeah sure which is just a mutant basically just a mutated human that's just like just monstrous just having like a little baby out of each captive is amazing. I don't want to spoil anything else outside of that, but yeah, people should see it. So that's my no great barbarian. All right. Um, I think one of the the really great things about that movie is that you're right. It kind of changes gears every like almost every act or sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, my number ten. This is. I'm just going to pivot to this one because I think it's actually relevant. The Batman uh, does something similar. Every 15 minutes, it's like. Every five minutes, I would say there's like a beginning, a middle of an end, and an end to like a sequence of that film every 15 to 20 minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that's why so much happens in that movie, but it doesn't really feel like it. But also a lot happens and like it's all the character focus and uh, the mystery angle. And I th- uh, Glass Onion didn't make my top 10. It's it's a great movie. You and I are both big fans of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think people when they think of murder mysteries, they think of like detectives, like detectiving. And it's like, that's, that's definitely part of it. I don't think it's that interesting to watch detectives always do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, it's great. Like stylistically or something like that, but I I think we really go to it for the character. And I think something like glass onion, uh, which allows the the surprise lead of that film which i won't spoil because it's a recent release uh to flourish a lot more the batman does the same thing where it's like he's not that good of a detective in this movie mm-hmm. which is not a mistake it's not the movie's not yeah. actually like it's not forgetting about it no yeah the point is he's still learning <laughs> he's still learning yep. he's wrong from the get-go of this movie like he's wrong about like almost everything mm-hmm. um and i don't i think some of the bigger critics of the movie didn't like that and they thought it was like a mistake and i'm like i i think it's fucking great yeah he's, he's like he's so dumb um he's mm-hmm. horny but he's mm-hmm. also like he's very repressed repressed yeah um <laughs> angry it is the eighth batman movie so just as a byproduct there's stuff in here that we have seen iterations of before mm-hmm. um that's gonna happen when you keep making these movies unfortunately the batman is also like 
was a really remarkable theater experience. I loved, we talked about it for a whole episode. So I'm, I'm just going to say, I love the look of it. I love the aesthetic of it. Matt Reeves is an incredible director. Do whatever you want next. If he didn't want to do a Batman sequel next, he's like, yeah, because I have this other idea. I'd be like, you know what? Go for it because he's just too good. Um, that yeah, cannot wait for the sequel. This movie keeps fulfilling me on its own. Uh, so I'm just gonna move to my number nine just because we did a whole Batman episode and I go check it out. Mm-hmm. It's, I still stand by everything I said in that podcast. Uh, my number nine is The Banshees of Inishirin, which is the return of Martin and McDonough to good movies after three billboards. And uh, my boy <laughs> still got it, he still fucking got it. This, this is uh. Runner up to In Bruges as my favorite of his work. Colin Farrell will probably get a Best Actor nomination. Um, Brendan Gleeson deserves one as well, frankly. Uh, the story about two friends who have a falling out because one's like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> is this this is like little kid talk, right? And then yeah. he's like, oh, no, let's they it starts explaining why he's like, I want to like he wants to like create and do art, and he's like. I feel like I can't do anything with you. His, his, his friend's not very bright. Um, he's a great guy. He's like the happiest, nicest person ever. But it's like, is that like enough to live a fulfilling life? And it's like, that's a genuine question, you know? But then it is also, do you have to be like a lonely, solemn artist to live a fulfilling life? And it's like, the movie doesn't present any easy answers or questions. Um, and it's, it's also there's like a political subtext to it that I don't know the history of Ireland that well, so I cannot like mm-hmm. decipher here all that well. But um, remarkable film, I I was completely enamored with it. I'll probably watch it again this weekend. I really really love this movie. Um, and shout out to uh, everyone's favorite favorite little uh, little weirdo Barry Kilgan, mm-hmm. who just plays the greatest little weirdos in all of film. Um, you and I both liked him in Eternals as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the one movie where he doesn't play a weird little freak. So, and he was uh, really guess, good in it. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. That, um, he was in uh, Dunkirk, right? Was he a weird? Oh, yeah, but no, he wasn't weird. He was just a little guy. He was just okay. He was just and a little guy dies. as opposed to like a freak out. Yeah, he then Harry dies Styles. horribly. Harry Styles um, started off well in that movie. Hey, hey uh, Surprise, don't worry, darling, did not make our top 10. Oh, yeah, um, I, I'm not the Harry Styles defender, but I will say, no. like, he's like, fine, that movie. I, that yeah. movie has problems. He's yeah, one yeah. of them, but he's not like the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, I need to see this movie, though. Oh, yeah, you haven't seen that? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, dude, it. it's so good. It's on HBO yeah. Max right now. Everyone go watch it. It's I know, so good. It's on the list. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, another movie people need to see more of because it didn't get released in theaters because they saved that bullet for Lightyear. That worked out well. Uh, it's Pixar's Turning Red, which I think is the best Pixar movie in like a decade easily. Um, I love this movie. I think it's it's if you have to make it simple for people to understand to check out, it's Ang Lee's Hulk mixed with Scott Pilgrim versus the world. It is kind of I, I maybe this is like a, a fucking huge swing it's like kind of a masterpiece in my opinion. yeah no i mean you could call I, it that uh, i haven't <laughs> seen it but uh, uh by all accounts it's it seems like it it's uh yeah it's it takes place in 2002 so some the the, the very funny memes about it oh. and, and like 9-11 <laughs> oh, very funny 
that X hid in my brain a long time ago and it's finally yeah, returned that it's, it's about 9-11. Is mm-hmm. there anything to suggest that? Can you squash that right now? That there's, no, there's, nothing, there's nothing about 9-11 it's, in the movie. It's just people being too online. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly what it is. Yeah. All the big criticisms about anything you're finding in the world right now basically stem from they're too online. Yeah. Um, it was a little funny at first, but like it's just kind of like that's like to not, joke about but now it's like i think there was someone who made a video essay on it i don't want to oh my uh, god yeah, i didn't know that that's depressing essay. well see that's what because it was like our baby yoda thing we're like fucking hey baby yoda and yes. then people got like really serious about it and i was like you know what i'm gonna pivot i'm gonna like baby yoda and then people got weird about that too and i was like you know what fuck this fuck all this yeah and it's like now i'm just at peace i'm like yeah baby yoda's cute but joe dante did it first anyways right turning red um it's fantastic it's a great coming of age story uh oh people also got weird because it was like talking about like it's like a passing reference to because it's about a 13 year old Mm -hmm. um turning red guess what the metaphor is about right and so people were like they're talking about periods and animated movies but this is for kids and it's like well kids are gonna go through that it's like fine if you've like lived in the real world um it's a great movie about how our relationships to our parents change and um you know Guillermo del Toro said it best and I'm sure we're going to talk about that again later in the top 10 where you know everyone kind of dies in their life like at one point obviously right but like metaphorically we all have many deaths right we when we grow up and we change that person who we were is no longer and that can basically fuck up relationships when you don't communicate and you're not open about your own failures and what you, or what you care about mm-hmm. and the, the movie's uh it's a visual splendor and it's got surprisingly well choreographed action, which I did not expect this to even like get into (laughs) at certain points. Um, But it's very moving. It's very sweet. It's very sad. Um, uh, I'm I'm a sovereign. It's one of the movies where I'm a sovereign mess by the end. Um, I gave it the full five stars. And I, when I first saw it, it's it's terrific. I can't recommend it enough. It's on Disney plus just buy it. On Blu-ray, if you can, yeah. Um, yeah. it's it's outstanding. But uh, yeah, those those are my ten, nine, and eight. Uh, Gene, what's your seven, six, and five? Well, I'm gonna see Turning Red at some point really soon. On your recommendation, okay, good. So, just so you know, thank you. After that, um, but number seven is Prey. I love Prey so much. Um, Prey is a very interesting choice to have because you and me, our experience of watching it was different than the majority i guess of the people that's all this because we we got to see it in a theater which unfortunately it did go straight to streaming i'm very thankful that we managed to you know do the impossible i guess or dan trekberg managed to do the impossible get it screened somehow which it plays great but but i i just i love that movie so much um i've only uh i've only seen the comanche version of it which i really enjoyed um, I mean, I don't know uh, if it depends on the you know versions, but uh, just the the level of authenticity and uh, sincerity they had in making this, where um, you know uh, people who are you know indigenous were were consulted, were met with, um, were you know talked about the process of making. I thought that was really I thought that was really you know really sincere. I really appreciate stuff like that. Um, and Dan, Dan Trekberg seems like a good vibe. Uh, the movie is just really incredible. Um, 
and how it takes the concept of predator and it's like a proto predator which is cool so it's like a mini origin story for predator almost right the evolutionary i i i gotta as the as one of the alien and predator nerds i have to bullet point this oh. because it's they wanted to specify that like the marketing said it's the first predator that's yeah. come to earth the team did not go in with that okay that not so right. they, they basically wanted to leave it open if someone wanted to go earlier uh, I see. in the right. time period right caveman caveman <laughs> hey, i fucking not to not to no. fucking open my own bag but it's like medieval predator yeah pirates yeah, of the caribbean predator like no. <laughs> i'm just saying you got possibility so, so we'll take that back but it's just such a well-crafted story um a lot of the set pieces set pieces as in like action set pieces where the predator is just going to town like killing colonizers uh it's just amazing he's killing all these like french fur trappers is that correct yeah which is like i love this movie didn't make my top 10 that's the sickest scene in the movie right yeah that's amazing i love that and yeah that was just that was amazing um you know the way the action and the fight scenes were choreographed amazing um and you know and i hate to like sound like oh you could only experience in the theater which literally no one can't but if you somehow got to experience in the theater the way like watching it with an audience people going like nuts and some of the kills some of the scenes uh the payoffs was just that was incredible but yeah it's just a well-crafted action movie too and like dan trekberg is like great so yeah i have to like have to stand that movie yeah that's one that broke into like the general audiences too because i have like family members being like we saw that prey movie like are they doing another one that's when i was like oh shit they have mm-hmm. they have like a genuine hit on their hands mm-hmm. like um that's good job everyone you you, you did it uh let's let's do more because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really good and yeah hopefully yeah uh I, I talked about it on a couple other podcasts so you guys don't need to hear me about that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right number six dr strange in the multiverse of madness Go for my boy, Sam Raimi. And I don't know, maybe this is like a little biased because I love Sam Raimi. But just to see him back after, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even say like, like if he had like a misstep, it was just, just didn't work. Oz, the grain, the power. Because uh, for years I'd be like, man, because it's like, who knew, who knew if he was going to direct again, right? We didn't know. Yeah. But like to just see it, just see like, like, I would just be like, that'd be a shame if his last movie is Oz the Green, the Powerful, you know? But just to see him come back full swinging, make a uh, a stylistic, as much as you can in that studio system, stylistic movie that felt like it had a really needy voice was just, that was incredible. Um, seeing it um, at the New Beverly opening night was really cool. It was really interesting, you know, just seeing it. I think it was weird and unique seeing it on a 35 millimeter print. <laughs> this Marvel movie, right? It's very interesting. But yeah, I just I really appreciated um just the like just the just seeing him back in the theater and making his own sort of film again and it felt very evil dead like you know, it had um elements of like Spider-Man 2, I would say, um where you got a sense at least in the opening of like there are other people that exist in this world um and just like um just the kind of pivots or just kind of the 
uh, I would say almost risks. I would say risks, the risk he takes in this movie where, you know, you have an audience where they're used to cameos. They're used to, you know, like these like cool little cameos. And he's like, all right, you want cameos? I'm going to kill them all off. Was it, we have Mr. Fantastic. You want to see him? Dead. <laughs> you want to see Captain Carter back? Or Peggy Carter, excuse me. Here she is. Dead. Um, Professor X, Charles Xavier, his fourth time dying on screen. Is it his fourth? Yep. So it's X-Men 3, Logan, Days of Future Past, and now this movie. God damn. He dies four times on screen. What a run. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and then too, like just um, the Marvel fan in me, and like even if he killed him off, he was like, it's just like they felt like cameos where it's like they had a point, they had like a premise to them, um, you know. Even if it's like two minutes of screen time, but like just being in an audience where people like know who Black Bolt is, you know, and like the way that he got to like Anson Mount got to actually like play the character had his mask on, uses sign language, which is how in the comics Black Bolt communicates. Um, and then just like the cool death, what mouth, so good. Um, and then, I don't know, I'm just nerding out, but like just the little moments, like I really enjoyed, even though they did this later in the year, um, when you see, you know, you knew it was coming, but you see Professor X on the big screen again, has the 90s X-Men theme. You know? Yeah, people. That that's like my least favorite part of the movie. The, yeah, not the cameo because I like right. that movie's like... grown on me even more. Mm-hmm. But hearing the '90s X Men theme, I'm like, oh, well, they're just doing that because they're doing the '90s show again. Oh no, well, I think that I think that goes back to um. I guess this is uh, just like a fact or a film fact. Uh, Danny Elfman, he, I don't know, maybe maybe Kevin Feige could have asked or someone, but I remember from Danny Elfman's score for Justice League. Say what you will. But he used the themes of the original movie, so he used the 89 Batman theme, and he used mm-hmm. the 78 Superman theme because he, so I, I'd have to source this, but he believes that certain characters, they're always attached to certain themes. Like if he tried to create one, he'd be lying to the audience. So I yeah. believe- He, he did so, say that. He did He did say yeah. that. And I, I, I agree with him about 50%. Yeah, the time with that. Uh, not I mean, always. Like if if the Danny Elfman theme played in Matt Reeves Batman, I'd be like, right, yeah, oh, no. yeah. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's where it comes from. But yeah, it was just um, yeah, it was just it was just also just a cool movie. It was just um, you know, it's just fun to watch an audience and like there's you know stuff that shouldn't work. Like it has, uh, they changed his name for the movie, but like Cumin Goth like a character from like Marvel versus Capcom. And it's just such a cool sequence of Doctor Strange fighting like a Lovecraftian monster. Good stuff. And then just like the character things too, where it's like Doctor Strange just very unhappy. He's trying to like figure out why am I so unhappy this whole movie? <laughs> you know, and it's it's just good. Yeah. yeah. Everyone says they want like a character focused movie. And so when mm-hmm. they get a movie when they're expecting like cameos and stuff like that, they're like, oh no. They were like reject it. So None of these nerds know what they want. They're full yes. of shit. Yes, exactly. Um, and the Marvel curve, that's like a five-star movie. As Ooh. a movie, for me, it's like a four-star movie. It's, it's okay. tons of fun. Yeah. Fun fact, uh, in the commentary, mm-hmm. Sam Raimi mentioned that um, the tentacled Lovecraftian monster, I forget mm-hmm. the name of the character in the movie. Um, yeah. I, it's uh, the eye. Yes. They modeled that after Elizabeth Olsen's eye. 
huh. because she Ooh. sent it after it. So that's her viewing that. Oh. That's her hunting it through the monster. Okay, I didn't I thought know that, that was very interesting. That's really cool. So there's like... little touches like that where I'm like, that's a Sam Raimi thing. That's a yeah. very inventive Sam Raimi idea. Mm-hmm. And there's about as much of him as humanly possible in that movie with, you know, the with the confines. Circumstances, of yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. so thumbs up for me. Oh, yeah. Not a top 10, but thumbs oh, okay. up. Big thumbs up. All right. And this one's a very unique choice, number five. Because it's like, it hasn't screened in America. So uh, we're kind of uh, not trying to spoil it, but like also it's coming out as of this recording next Thursday, uh, January like 19th or something. Uh, Shin Ultraman, which is uh, played at Beyond Fest this year. And it already came out in Japan. So I'm going to include it. But this one is just, that one was just so unique. Um, and it's just, um, it's just really like just interesting and it's really like fun and weird. Um, how how familiar are you, are you with like Ultraman? I am not other than he exists. He and exists. I guess he, he fights like a different monster every week, mm-hmm. right? And, pe- and people love him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, pe- people love him. I, I just, I, I, I've not even avoided it. I've just not seen it, you know? No, yeah, that's so cool. Um, but yeah, this one was just, it, it it felt like a very um because it's like shin godzilla is a very i love shin godzilla but it's very slow um and there's a point to that but this is like the opposite because it's written by like uh ano um uh the creator of evangelion and this is like a really fast-paced movie so this is like ano writing his own like action movie where it's like from the first minute it's like okay monster here monster here uh, and then it's just like shit's just happening you're just like oh, okay you're just like you know, it's like coming at you really fast. It's like almost like a like, huh? I don't know if this is a good analogy, but like a Michael Bay movie, where it's just shit is just like flying at you. Information. I don't know, but it's just it's just really fun. It's just it's both like ser- like it's about like um, it's both serious and then just like like a kids movie almost. So this like weird in between place because um, it you know. Uh, the way that the kaiju and stuff are like used and like crafted or is just really interesting. Um, the way the monsters are designed are fun. Um, just like certain like imagery and imagery and scenes, the way they're written, you're like what? Um, like there's a giant like hundred foot tall woman in a scene. You know, nice. you just you just have you just have to see it because it's just it's just it feels like such a unique movie. It's just very anime-esque it's very like it's just very like its own unique thing so and it's just fun so i don't know if you want to see it definitely do comes out next week i do want to see it uh i want to i want to go back in the ultraman lore i hope someone does like a deep dive oh, on yeah. like articles about that or something like that because oh uh, yeah this is the benefit of film critics and television yeah. critics is that like they can help you discover a lot of great stuff, even when you disagree with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, I'm really looking forward to a lot of that discussion and then yeah. I could jump into that. Cause you know, I, I would recommend Shin Godzilla as mm-hmm. like to someone who's never seen a Godzilla movie. Oh yeah. Oh, this one too. Um, yeah. And, and that's, that's fantastic. But as a newcomer, I don't know if I'd want mm-hmm. that to be my first one. You know what I mean? Well, it is an origin story too. Okay. That helps. So okay. Yeah. Also, kind of like Shin Godzilla. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's good to hear. Um, but yeah, that's that's that sounds great. I heard it was it was it was really good. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, my number seven is nothing like a, a 
It's the opposite of fast paced. <laughs> yeah. It's it's we're all going to the world's fair. Oh, that's a good one. Which like is that. um I believe it's the the film debut of of Jane Shudburn, who is a uh, uh an up and coming filmmaker who's working with A24 on something called I saw the TV glow uh with like Justice Smith, Amber Benson, uh Phoebe Bridgers like they've made the leap to to feature film like like immediately uh but we're all going to the world's fair is also uh, obviously a feature film but it's it's not a straight up like horror movie it's it's unsettling but it's also like deeply sad and i i found it very uh moving and how it's like representative of what it's kind of like to be online and like you you want to reach out to people through the internet right this is the podcast this is social media this is our individual blogs remember blogs we used to have blogs we should bring those back because these social media sites are clearly not working out very well mm-hmm. um but it, it's what it's like to have like your own personal relationship with the internet and you want to reach out for something else right what if something reaches back and that's like a very unsettling yeah. thought but it's not a full-on like spook fest and i don't even mean like obviously no like jump scare or something like that but like it's also not just meant to unsettle you like it's it's a complicated relationship with the digital age and this this weird give relationship we have with um these new spaces or i guess take because it often takes very rarely does it give and it's about like transforming in that era uh the lead actress anna cobb is terrific she's like that she's like a kid and she's given one of the best performances of the year in this um jane schoenburn uh is like i don't even know how to describe like tonally what this is going for like i'm very clearly struggling here um but she has such like a deft hand like she's not overstepping it it's not super controlled but it's not loose it's like very intentional and atmospheric um it's it's wild it, it is a wild movie uh, please understand that it's very intentionally slow like you mentioned with shin godzilla slower than that movie so slower than a lot of slow movies um and i wouldn't change a thing about it it's, it's a terrific movie i'm so glad it exists i remember seeing the trailer and being like that that could be interesting and it it over delivered i love this movie it's on hbo max right now um i need to purchase it for myself don't walk run you know what i mean yeah uh, it's my good. numbers yeah i saw yeah oh yeah, yeah you did see it too what'd you think mm-hmm. oh no i enjoyed it i thought it was like um it's very unique and then it felt like almost like creepy pasta the movie yeah it's uh, a really good interpretation of like what it's like for that stuff mm-hmm. but like maybe good you know so the creepy pastas just yeah, I mean there's 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 fun stuff to creepy yeah, pastas. Creepy pasta no 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 it's fine. The creepy pastas are fun mm-hmm. it's when they start taking themselves too seriously. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like like SCP stuff. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. SCP, I forget what the initials are for, but it's like people go on the internet and make up monster lore and they make up a oh. monster. And the monster they make up is designated a number. So it's SCP dash whatever the number is. And okay. some of it's like very funny. Like I think LeBron James is an SCP at this point, <sighs> which is fucking hilarious. That's like crazy. that's a joke, right? It's a joke that this this monster became a, a NBA All Star. 
Um, <laughs> but then there's other ones that are like genuinely very unsettling. Mm. And mm. I was like, this is a joke, right? You know, like I, yeah. I wanted to double check myself. Um, Give it a try. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, we're all going to the World's Fair. Terrific movie. Cannot recommend it enough. Also terrific is number six, David Cronenberg's Return to the Big Screen, Ooh. Crimes of the Future, uh, a movie I adore from top to bottom. I think wrongfully called a body horror movie. I think it's, I I just pull this out of my, it's a, maybe it's a body beauty movie because it's about the way our bodies change and evolve over time. Um, it's about evolution, but I think people see evolution specifically as um, an extension of nature. It's just not always the case, you know. It's it's uh, it's about what happens in a world that's kind of uh, overrun by plastic, and there's this weird mystery element about how our bodies adapt to that, mm-hmm. and when humanity and society are presented with things that are different, not wrong, just different it will be perceived as wrong and people will say, no, no, you can't do that. Even if it's something out of their control. Right. Uh, and it's about understanding like the needs of the body, our relationship to each other's bodies. Um, what is sex even is, is sex going to have an evolution is pain an extension of pleasure and vice versa. Um, it's a David Cronenberg movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's, 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 a, good, that's a good statement right there. It's a David Cronenberg okay. movie. Um, Kristen Stewart plays maybe the horniest person who's ever lived in it. <laughs> it's super funny. Um, mm-hmm. she's also killing it. She's perfect for David Cronenberg. Like, yes. she's perfect. I cannot. I hope they team up again. I cannot so wait too. for that potential. Uh, yeah, outstanding movie. Also outstanding is RRR, a movie I saw in theaters once and did not get to, to watch a second time. Uh, uh the, the, I also tried to go back for the the repeat viewing that they're having at the IMAX Chinese theater. Oh, it's sold, uh, out. sold out in 90 sold. seconds. So, yeah. hey, but hey, stand it's a good by. movie. Stand R- by. Stand- I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, RRR, mm-hmm. although if I was going to do it, it's for this movie. RRR, uh, SS Rajamuli's, uh, it's not even like an American debut. It, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a Tollywood film, but it's like, it, it just, it broke waves all over the world. It's like a huge international hit now. Um, it's about two real people in a fictional story who uh, basically overthrow uh, the British Empire in India in the 1920s, right? Two individuals who existed and did participate in that who are basically elevated to the status of superheroes. That's like, that's a shortcut way of describing the movie. Um, there's a lot of Indian history I don't understand or, or know about. So I, I can't like, elaborate like specifics of, of that or like how much correlates to what uh, there's a lot of necessary discussions about the politics of the movie that I, I, I really recommend with are checking out mm-hmm. um, check out film critics at Anta Tlaka who probably has the best write-ups on this movie and an interview with SS Rajamuli I'll link to that down below in the descriptions of this episode um, RRR for those that don't know is also uh, was just initially titled that because of the initials of the last names of the the actors and directors because it's the biggest director in india it's the biggest actor and the biggest other actor so it was rrr for rajamuli 
Rama Rao Jr. and Ram Charan. Mm. Now it means rise, roar, revolt. So it's yeah. just like a, a perfect mix of all those things. It's like that's that's what they set out to mm. do. And then they're like, well, let's just call it that. I, I'm sure it was more complicated than that, but I'm like, that's that's a fascinating thing. Um, put spectacle in the Western cinema to shame. Um, <laughs> it is it's probably the greatest action movie of the year. Mm-hmm. It is definitely the most visually inventive action movie of the year. And uh, it's a crowd pleaser like no other. It You, you got to see it to believe it. Only the Hindu version is available on Netflix right now. Um, so I don't know if you want to watch that for the first time. I, I don't I don't know when it's going to be available digitally everywhere yet. Uh, hopefully soon, because I do want to watch it again in uh, in the Telugu language. You know, there's a bunch of great articles and videos on it now. So go just go hype yourself up. Totally lives up to that premise. Um, yeah, 765. Those are, those are my next ones. Those are good ones. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Very well said. Uh, all right, 432, and then we'll wrap up with one. So let's let's do a speed run it. Okay. The Northman. Loved it. Robert Eggers. Amazing. Um, just the fact that this movie got made, it exists. Feels like a miracle. Um, just such a like violent poem. Love that Robert Eggers. Um, great cast. Uh, Alexander Sarsgaard. I love uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. She's great in it. Everyone stands Anya. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, it's just if you haven't seen it, please go see it. Um, or however it's streaming. So Northman. Yeah, Northman rules. Three, I know. Number three, The Batman. Bum, bum, bum. Um, as a comic fan, I just, I really enjoyed this in the subversion it takes with Batman, um, with ideas that you think you know, um, answers it doesn't give you. Um, I felt like it was a very nuanced film. And as a film fan, I, film fan, I loved it. I loved the look of it. But yeah, just the fact that it makes a Batman movie where maybe Thomas Wayne wasn't a good guy. That's really interesting. That's, you know, that's really cool. It does, it gets as heavy as you can in a studio movie. So I really appreciate it. Paul, Paul Dano as the Riddler, one of the best villains of this year. Just so fucking creepy. Uh, just so well thought out. Um, you know, just the fact, you know, the way they do Catwoman, the dynamic between her and Batman amazing um and i love the penguin penguin was great looking colin farrell amazing stuff and the fact that they made this movie got shut down during covid make makes it during covid could never have told you know no difference it's just so great and i love matt reeves too he's just after those apes movies he's just such a and you know all his other films all great um i haven't seen the pole bearer but from Cloverfield of the polar bear, their pole bear, yeah, his first film, deep cut right there. Um, from like Cloverfield to um, fucking Let the Right One In, good stuff. Number two, Avatar, The Way of Water. Uh, damn, incredible in terms of visual effects, in terms of like immersiveness into this world, the story. It's like James Cameron just crafted this like whole world out of his mind. He loves diving, you know, he's, he was making this movie for like four or five years. And well, yeah, with that and the other one, but it's just, yeah, it's just an incredible film. Solid in like every format. And it's just, it's just such a well-crafted movie. So yeah, yeah. standing those avatar. Yeah, that's uh, 
for those that didn't listen to my three-hour podcast on it. <laughs> as long um, as the movie. <laughs> it, it's a little longer, which is no, embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, everyone. I'm a loser. <laughs> no, <laughs> you just you love the movie. I, I loved it. Matt did not, but oh, we have a great okay. conversation on it nonetheless. Yeah. Like, I'm really proud of that episode. Um, And, you know, there's just elements that are worth criticizing about mm-hmm. this franchise that I love dearly. Um. I just have to say, because I'm not going to talk about that movie. That's my number four, for the record. Uh, okay. But go listen to that podcast. But also worth noting, a lot of people shout back with, like, indigenous representation, stuff like that. I'm not I am not shooting down criticism from indigenous peoples or groups. That's not what I'm doing here. I'm, I'm saying other people do this, where they bring up, like, Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra for representation. Mm-hmm. A lot of those are voiced by white people, too. Um, yeah. And I love those. Those are, like, my holy grail of television shows. But you know, mm-hmm. like let's let's uh, let's keep the eye on the ball here. We're not we're not here to 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 do that. We're not we're not grasping at straws. There's actual discussions to be had about mm-hmm. what could be improved with this stuff. Yes, people just, just always saying. listen, always just, listen. Yeah, just listen. You know, and again, this is my number four of the year. This is your number two of the year. Important to have that discussion. We are not in a position to ever shoot that down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's my number four. Go check that out. Uh, my number three is Pinocchio. Guillermo del Toro's oh, okay. Pinocchio. I really liked the movie when it was starting, and I was like, "Oh, this is sad," and this is good, but this is sad because yeah. <laughs> you. Geppetto starts the movie with the sun. Anyone who's ever seen Pinocchio knows that Geppetto <laughs> doesn't have a sun. Mm-hmm. Wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I was a fucking mess i was a mess by the end of turning red avatar and pinocchio um the best ending of the year maybe i don't know it's a pretty fresh it's a pretty fresh viewing for me Mm -hmm. so it's like i i it's the last movie i saw in 2022 the best way to end it i think such a beautifully sad story uh it, it takes place in italy but it feels very mexican and that's guillermo del toro mm-hmm. of course um shout out to co-director mark gustison who basically guided del toro through the animation of this um del toro started as an animator as well but like um he's never directed an animated movie before so that co-directing credit is um uh, is vital to the success of this movie of course and the animators just doing killer work here the the set design the the world design it's it's fantastic. Uh, it's, it's, it's an easy layup for the best. And, well, not an easy layup, but it was a great year for animation. I didn't even mention Mad God, Wendelin Wild. Um, I know you, a lot of people love Puss in Boots. I haven't seen mm-hmm. it yet. I loved it. <laughs> uh, the Sea Beast, which I thought was was going to be a strong contender for my favorite of the year, is not even near my top 10. And it's a great animated movie. Um, but yeah, Gamble Toro's Pinocchio. I, I have so many feelings about it. Like it's, and they're all positive. Uh, it's beautiful. It's sad. It's uh, it makes you feel excited about life and the time we we share with the people we love and just in the world in general. Um, I can't imagine anything better. Uh, go go watch it if you haven't. Um, mm-hmm. It'll probably win best animated feature, frankly. Uh, and my number one and number two are a tie, so I'm gonna cheat oh. a little bit. And oh, okay. Would you like me to get that out of the way so you can talk about your number sure, one? Because yeah. I think this is going to come back up, actually. Okay, yeah. So your number 10 is my number one. Mm-hmm. The Fablemans. Okay. Also, Nope is my number one. Okay. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this gives you 
a segue into your number one if you want to oh, yeah, sure. just talk about both of them. Again. No, it's interesting. We never had a year where anyone had a tie, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think I had to because Nope was my number one. Like the moment I saw it, mm-hmm. just like one of those. This is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yes, uh, yes. and I kind of had that a lot in the top ten this year, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a great fucking feeling to have. Yeah. Um, but you know, Nope is again. I've done a podcast on that and everything like that, so I'll let mm-hmm. you take that one. But the Fablemans, yeah, the um. Spielberg always talked to the legend of John meeting John Ford and stuff like that, and which is great to see. But I think people expected like a, a movie about the love, like a, a love letter to cinema. And I'm like, it, it is that, but that's like such a small part of it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like Spielberg being his most like emotionally honest about how, like, I don't think I could have done anything else. At least this is my interpretation of it, where he doesn't feel like he was equipped to do anything else in the world, right? And also that his passion, maybe he feels that it destroyed his family. Um, and or at least he felt that way when he was the age the character is in the Fablemans, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I always feel a very close connection to Spielberg. Everyone does because he's like the reason so many of us love movies. But yeah. you know, as a child of divorce, like when I found that out, and I was like, "Oh!" And then like I saw a bunch of shit mm-hmm. of his work, and I was like, it just the gears started clicking and stuff like that at a young age about how like your personal life can seep into the work you share with the world. Um, and like you know, when you're younger, you feel kind of responsible for your parents being unhappy together. Like, yeah, there's something you can do to fix it. And I, I saw that in this movie and that like really shook me up. And I was like, oh, I remember that feeling. That is like not a good one to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you're, you're a child. You're not responsible for what's happening around you. You're only responsible for how you share what, what you feel and like your responsibility to others to be the best version of yourself, to make other people try to be better too, right? We all try to make each other better. That's like... Mm-hmm ideally the point of life um and it was it was a much more complicated movie than i expected uh it was you know what this this maybe this has the best ending of the year because i just remember the final mm-hmm. shot which is it's very sweet and uplifting yeah. um music in that scene also great it was, it was per- the last collaboration with john williams uh, and Steven spielberg yeah it's like a goodbye it, it is it is and another one fucking american cinematech they're sold out their yeah. Steven Spielberg, John Williams conversation. Yeah. But they, they opened it up to like the high tier people first, mm. which are like, I don't have a thousand dollars to donate to. Sorry. Yeah. But I, I, I get it. I get it. I'm just complaining. I'm just um, a regular old member. of. I'm just you know. a regular old member who spent way too much money to watch Jordan Peele in conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah. that was money well spent. Yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, Fableman's <laughs> is, I mean, he does this right after West Side Story. Mm-hmm. how how does he do it how does he do it you know what i mean and like look even if it was a movie about him being a child prodigy pro, pro, pro prodigy right yeah, yeah he said okay um and like his love letter to cinema he's like the one guy who can probably do that and get away with it the fact that it's not that and it's so much else about his own upbringing and like what the movies did for him and kind of to him it's 
I, I don't know. It's there's there's nothing better than one of our great artists getting a little self-reflective and introspective about um, their own upbringing and therefore their status, like in the world. Um, it, it's it's fucking it's a it's, it's a great movie. It's it's an unbelievably great movie. Um, but I believe so is your number one. So go ahead, mm-hmm. Gene. Yeah, uh, go off of that. Uh, nope, I just really enjoyed. Um, I had just such a good feeling on this film seeing the trailer um jordan peele trailers are always amazing but yeah this one in particular um minor ufo buff in the sense you know i'm not conspiracy about it but it was just fun fun to like you know read stuff on it and this was just like it took all my expectations and it went a different way um the fact that it made this like ufo like a kaiju was <laughs> so cool um but yeah just like um you know seeing this in imax great experience looked amazing um so there's like kind of like two points i'll make on this movie one in like kind of going off the imax the spectacle of it just the look of the movie amazing just the the visuals uh just the fact like jordan peele's like almost like this alchemist alchemist in the sense where he creates like this whole world out of nothing where it's like you know things that like could exist in some other reality like gordy's home I would feel like that would be a TV show. Some TV executive was like, put a monkey in there, have a train, you know? Um, Jupiter's Claim feels like something that's in Southern California, out in the valley, like in Santa Clarita or something. Like, it feels real. It feels, like, tangible. And it's just the characters, um, you know, the brother and the sister of this film, you know, they feel very, like, real people. Um, You know, and I'm blanking on these names, but, like, you know, the cinematographer character is just, like, um just you know he's like quint from jaws basically yeah just the fact this was like ufo jaws you know that was that was great um and just like you know um the second point is just like it felt very like a personable film too in the sense where you know um being like a like working in film working in the entertainment industry being like a person of color um working there and how like you know, you love this like industry so much, like you love the movies, you love like doing day's work, but it's like, you know, studio systems, giant corporations, they just like make, like use you, you know? I'm not sure uh, if you kind of felt that, but I was just- No, really, completely, completely. Yeah. I'm in complete co-signing of everything you're saying right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just kind of how that illustrated, you know, just, just the way like, yeah, just, you know, um oj just being like a like a horse you know horse trainer goes on the set like people are just like ah come on it's like like and he's just like you know they're just like they you know he does like the safety meeting you know it's like they kind of do you know it's like they just like okay yeah let's film this and it's like no this is like a horse is a live animal you need to be like safe and it's like you know it's just the way the business is <laughs> and it's just yeah the way jordan peele just kind of like articulated you know those kind of ideas and just the fact you know um that you know goes back to like film history where you know like he's saying the first thing film was a uh black black man on a horse and then it ends that way too it's just like it's incredible and just it's just like it's just incredible um just the scenes and the way it's like structured um you know just the the little like the run you know the scene i'm talking about where he does the run and it oh, has yeah. like the music it's just it was so it was so great so amazing to see on the big screen so it's just it felt like an amazing like film and it's just you know it felt very personable 
So yeah, I just I love that movie. Have it on Blu-ray. Plan to see it a bunch of times. So yeah, yeah. Um, At Jordan Peele, I love him so much. Yeah, yeah. Same here. Um, it, it was it like a bomb. It, it did like well. Like it made yeah. money, but it was like, or at least it was. Uh, it it, it uh, got its money back. But like, I, I do wish it was like. I kind of wish this made Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, yeah. Yeah, I talked. I talked about Jordan Peele movies for six hours. Go check that out. Um, yes, <laughs> yes to nope. Nope is yup. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's 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 the last thing. Uh, what we'll say here. But uh, great year for movies. I feel very happy with our top ten. I, I don't think there's any huge disagreements. Um, I, 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 to fight over. <laughs> yeah, no, no, just a fantastic year for movies. I can only hope, frankly, that this year is half as good. Um, I have no expectations about what's going to be good, what's not. Maybe one or two things, but um, yeah. like it's, I'm excited to see uh, stuff I I don't expect. Also, you know, yeah. so um, I, I'm excited to be surprised. Uh, Gene, any final thoughts or or just your sign off? No, I don't think so. Just like I just really uh, appreciated these films. Um, really thought about this took like a whole day i'm like all right some i wish some could have made the list like you know i loved like pearl i loved x um you know there was it was just a lot of unexpected things like the fact smile was this like amazing horror film the fact like everywhere everything all at once oh yeah yeah we didn't talk about that i'm sure we're gonna get flamed for that for the people that watch this but no we both love that movie so it's like it's like right there by my top 10 it's just it's hard to choose a list and like i I, uh everything everywhere at once was like if this was like a top like if i had to list every movie i watched from like top to bottom everything everywhere all at once would be at like 11 yeah it's literally at my 11 it's literally at my 11 on my letterbox so and yeah. I, I screenshot it and shared it on the last day of the year, my, mm-hmm. my ranking. So you can like see the evidence of that. Like it's right, exactly. literally right there. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, honorable mention then. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we, we could do an honorable mention, but like really I'll, I'll link our letterbox list. If you have one, um, I, I have I mine. Do, yeah. So I'll just, okay. uh, yeah, I'll link those and then we can, uh, you can go check them out because it's, it's been, yeah. It, there's like 55 movies that I at least really enjoyed this year, which is a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So thank you, yeah. everyone. And thanks for everyone for listening. Thanks for doing this with me after all these years, Gene. Um, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what next year or this year brings us. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited to get to it. All right. Uh, everyone, links down below to all of our stuff. I feel weird about promoting our social medias just because it's in a weird place right now. But until things change, links oh. to everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, down below in the descriptions <laughs> yeah. to, to these episodes um unless you know we wake up one day and twitter's just gone <laughs> and twitter's just gone and then uh, gone. <laughs> you can find us on youtube until then and, and yeah. soundcloud spotify itunes and patreon and get early <laughs> access to some stuff coming up uh the next retrospective has begun recording so failed award contenders Ooh. is off to a great start or not great start depending oh. <laughs> on your feelings about the movie we'll sure. see um, so thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for watching. We have been professionally and professionally.